0: Welcome to Took Talk, a video podcast by the band Took and brought to you by Black Frog Media. We chat with the best in the music industry from yesterday and today with a focus on the good old days of Canadian rock. This episode originally streamed live on Tuesday, April 28th, 2020 on Facebook Live. Now, here are your hosts, Todd, Brent, Shane, Corey, and Darren.
1: Right, gentlemen, we're
2: live. Episode
1: 3. Oh my God! And we all know the third one is always the best. Rocky 3, Apollo Creed. That one, that was a good one. I'm just kidding. Alien.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, everybody. Return of the Jedi. Return of the, did... Yeah, Return of the Jedi. What was the third of those? No, Episode 3 was Actually, technically like... Empire. Uh, Jedi, though. Well, that's, right?
0: yeah, that's true. Empire was the return of the jedi but i don't want to and correct Fanta, you and phantom menace was was better than empire so <laughs> <laughs> no. in what alternate universe is yes.
1: <laughs> episode three was technically revenge of the sith i don't want to get into it and waste uh, time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so what's everybody been up to the last week
1: uh all the things i've done darren Oh, the places <laughs> I've been, the things I've seen. Uh, I've been sitting in this chair for seven
2: days. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good place to be, right? You know. So, Shane, how about you, buddy?
0: Just I've been pretty much in here since I last spoke with you. Yeah. yeah. Writing and. Playing and doing all kinds of stuff.
1: To be fair, that is that is uh, Shane, Shane's sex dungeon,
0: so it makes sense. <laughs> <that you need laughs> and Corey, <laughs> uh, anything,
2: anything new and exciting to share?
0: Uh, yeah, man. I put my garden in nice uh-huh. compost and some soil and put it all together, and I got some uh, nice basil. Actually, I started growing potatoes, but I didn't realize that you have to dry the potatoes and let the eyes grow on them. And so they all cut it in there. In the- so I had to dig them all out and start again. But I haven't started yet because I'm wow. just going to give up. It's too hot here anyway. In LA, it's... it's uh, I'm just going to do hot, hot things. I'm going to actually grow ginger, which is going to be really cool. Ginger. Other than that, I've been, Yeah, ginger. Cool. You're
1: cutting out. Is Corey, Corey cutting out yeah, for everybody else?
2: Yeah.
1: Um... Yeah, that's really so a whole the other podcast, by the way. People, people love oh, to talk about gardening. Yeah. Right now, Corey's froze. Let's oh, oh, just stare at Corey for like, <laughs> a you are completely cut out. And Brand Fitz has, has been up to what? Yeah, out. There's Corey.
3: Yeah, there you are. This <laughs> better, right? Yeah. Yes, I'm cooking. cooking. I just left yeah. my
1: house. Oh. I heard you. You're like into cooking all of a sudden. I know. I'm,
3: well, really in, I'm really into eating, so that works out well. So. I can, Especially later, uh, I've been into eating. I can Grubhub or uh, Uber <laughs> Eats or something yeah. over my uh, my latest recipes. No, there I've you actually, uh, you know what's funny is, uh, you know our friend Jill Epier, the yes. chef. Yes. So he makes it easy for me. I go oh. on his Instagram and I watch his. I've been watching joke. that too, yeah. Yeah, I go, you know, get uh, excited for his cooking, and then I go and go to the store that day, and I go, I'm going to make that, uh, you know, dish <laughs> he just made. So, I've never been able to cook. Why? Because we all know, as touring musicians, we usually eat in hotels and, you know, or, or yeah. find a way to be not having to cook. But uh, growing, being at home a little bit more, maybe that's a bad thing. Gilles, Jill
1: <laughs> uh, well, is our friend. He was He's a chef from Paris, France, for... long long time had his own restaurant over there where is he now Florida like Miami or something I think he's actually in LA is he in LA now okay there
3: you go yeah so uh, when we're all out of this we're gonna go get some food made by Gilles it's It's funny because I'm just doing what everybody else is doing I'm spending a lot of time on Instagram not paying attention to myself but paying attention to other people so I'm learning how to be a a better drummer because I watch Shane's videos every day
1: oh I know yeah I know he's actually inspired me to play drums. Did
2: you get sucked right. into that late night infomercial where you had to buy like the 10 DVD set as well? Because I had that, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. a <laughs> yeah. Shane Gallus, you could be a drummer in two weeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. it's
2: amazing what you buy yeah. at two in the morning, you know.
1: It really is, yeah. Play yeah. white
0: phone after one session, <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> my I Amazon got my, is blowing up. I got, my blowing up. Shay, I got my Shane Gallus drum kit right next to my. My Estefan guitar is going to be great. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and the Zamfir pan flute. It's going to be awesome. And, and, and speaking fair.
2: of ordering online, uh, Fitzy and I were just talking off uh, air a couple of minutes ago. I understand that CD sales are on the up and up and just got our third shipment overseas of the new Tuke record and back order of That's the first toque record, so record. Nice.
0: Good time. Yeah. But they're using them as coffee coasters. <laughs> yeah.
2: hey, as long as the check clears, as 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 you know, the chat clears the they can use it for
0: whatever they want
3: I think it's nice that <laughs> yeah. people still buy actual physical CDs and especially in Europe, like Todd and I because we've you know toured together you know, so much in the last 10 years together that you know we always like to go to record shops and CDs but we find a lot of cool um, remember Todd, we found Harlequin CDs and Prison? everything on yeah, released yeah. in Europe, and they're actually released on the same, some of the same labels that, like, the two Records on, which is, uh, it's AOR Heaven, and they actually release a lot of great, you know, Canadian music, but people buy CDs over there, it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's super cool, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I saw in the news These are uh, compact discs for
1: anybody who's paying attention just want to pass that around
3: <laughs> I saw some news thing though that Amoeba's not going to open once this is done on sunset, they're going to close that location Where is it moving to? Is it staying in Hollywood? Or where's it going? It's, yeah, but that famous location is never going to like They were going to have a big closing ceremony I think but now it's because of COVID That place to.
1: was awesome Yeah,
3: well hopefully it'll uh, you know reopen somewhere else because I've spent
1: a lot of money in that place I know, right?
2: So speaking oh. of uh, CDs, classic rock, and uh, and all the such, uh, we have a special guest on standby here. I guess it would be a perfect opportunity. Uh, who wants to do the introduction?
0: Oh, oh, Go for Todd. I, <laughs> I'm doing the snare drum roll.
1: This person is a living legend. We stole stole her, her, her talent to create a version of our own the last CD of, of one of the greatest vocal performances of all time ruined by myself but then again saved again by her because yep. she came in and, and helped me save it so she came in and, and sang with us and she's from one of our favorite bands of all time and she's an amazing Canadian gal make some noise for Miss Darby Mills Darby! An actual hey, applause guys. an online applause there she is in Vernon BC uh... yes?
4: That's right. Yeah. Vernon. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Awesome.
0: Hey, thanks for joining doing? us.
4: Good. Appreciate that. Thank- thanks for having this is me. It's going to be
0: so much fun. Yes. I got. I got so many questions. Go. Star- well, first of all, how's I it going? There, like thousand dollars. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> how, how's the weather in Vernon? My first. Uh,
4: you know, we're we're finally getting spring. Cut the lawn today for the first time, and. Uh, it, Trying to get a garden wow. started too, Corey. Yeah, for sure. Okay, wow. you know? yeah, good.
0: Walk <laughs> on on that. Photos. Yeah. I love photos. <laughs> mine's yeah. Mine's only mine's only like eight eight feet by three and a half feet, so it's very small raised bed. I just mainly grow green stuff that I can put in a blender and or a salad.
4: Yeah. In. Or I found herbs because you spend six seven months watering and weeding and taking care, and then. Yeah. Uh, you get two carrots and a tomato. It's, it's <laughs> like, ah, oh, I'm glad yeah. I spent all that money, uh, you uh, know, know, and right? not... Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: you think you're going to save money, and then you don't get anything in the end. So yeah, my, no. My tomatoes. Yeah. So yeah. My tomatoes, in L.A., there's, there's a rat problem in, in all... Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole city's infested yeah. with rats. You can't do anything about it. You just have to learn to live with them. But every time that tomato on the vine turns just a, any shade of pink... It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Exactly. Yeah, strawberries. Same thing. So this year I'm fighting back. um, Not with traps. I'm actually building a big cage around my tomatoes that I can put on a you know that can tip tip it over and get the tomatoes, but it keeps the keeps the rats out. I I think that's going to work this year. Right now,
4: now,
1: When when you say rats, do you mean like in the in like the mafia movie style, like the guy that tells the cops? imported information or you mean actual oh, no no
0: no i'm talking about round and round oh wow yeah yeah Have you guys <laughs> seen the that geico. commercial yeah. i was a guy. I was that oh. yeah that's so funny yeah, that's there's amazing. a geico commercial where this lady's calling the exterminator she goes i have a problem with rat and then <laughs> they show rat up in the uh in, the, in her attic playing round and round is <laughs> it like
4: present day rat
0: or is it like yeah it is It is. <laughs> yeah.
1: wow. awesome. so awesome good for them that's probably a good chunk of change those Geico pockets are deep pockets
2: yeah Europe had one spot on there too a while ago that's, that's right,
0: right.
2: Well, really. yeah, that's now, so awesome.
0: Darby you've lived in LA before right I, I read your bio yesterday on your oh, website I and I was like holy this is awesome yeah so, was, uh,
4: awesome. uh, yeah i i wish i had i spent some time down there with a um uh the a n r man for jeez what was it so many labels um right. warner no uh oh. Can't remember anyway. The label that uh, I was signed to after the Headpins, and I parted ways back in '85. I retained the Headpin record contract with. It wasn't Warner. I'm sorry, I'm so bad. But uh, yeah, so, uh, they like were the at Universal. Stu- yeah, it was a big label. They they were at Universal Studios. My uh, my brains only on halftime. Did yeah. Yeah, um, Tom Tromble was the name of the AR man, and I went and lived with him and his yeah. wife for a, for a couple months down yeah, there to do some writing, and uh, f- finished a couple songs, and then they sent me over to uh, to London, England, to record right. at EO Pie Recording Studio. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Mister Townsend's. I was just yeah.
1: I was just over by there not that long ago. I was in London in Twickenham. And we were hanging out right uh, by Eel Pie. So when I read yes. it in your bio, I go, that's, that's crazy that you were there. That's so cool. Yeah.
4: Yeah, wow. I spent, um, uh, there was another studio, too. Um, oh, oh, Once again, I should have studied up. I should have read my bio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> R- Ridge Farm Studio, which was, uh, which was incredible because it was an old barn that was so old, it was actually made, the, the lumber came from a, a ship. So the the beams were all twisted and crooked and and I recorded in there with oh. um uh um oh man. Is I should be with, drinking more this morning. Yeah.
3: Is that uh, with
1: Tina Turner's people or something like that you recorded some stuff with?
4: Yeah, for sure. It was um yeah, yeah. Uh Tony Levin paid, yeah, paid base yeah. on oh, cool. on that. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. It was a wonderful adventure, and then spending time on the Thames and and getting to to meet Peter and wow, uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know uh, another another dream that almost came true, but it's all good. You know, it was a yeah. great experience. Yeah. You know
1: what I want to ask you, which I think is really interesting, is is in reading in your bio, even back then, you went to Calgary. Because there were so many like bands and gigs and stuff. Was that like always been that way? Because when we kind of started doing this, we all sort of floated around Alberta and that yeah. whole prairie. Like every town had a club to play, and there were a million players in and around the prairies in general. So yeah. I thought it was really interesting to see you actually went to Calgary rather than going to Vancouver, which seems like the obvious yeah. move from Vernon would be Vancouver, but you went to Calgary.
4: Well, there were so many. There were... I... Yeah, um, sorry. Uh, There were so many clubs, not just so many cities, so many clubs in each city. Uh, Back back in the early 80s when I first joined the Headpins and prior with a band called Steelback, you could literally tour Vancouver for, I don't know, six weeks playing six days a week and not leave town. Yeah, you no. just you just stayed in the circuit, and then when you did that two or three times, at least for the pins, anyway, then they'd ship you off to Alberta. Yeah. Um But but prior to that, yeah, the club scene was—I I, don't—bands today have no idea how fabulous that era was and how much yeah. work there was.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I we mean, all that's how that we all cut our teeth. Is we all we all played the same six nights a week and sometimes yeah. twice mm-hmm. on saturday you know if there was yeah. a jam session or yeah yeah whatnot. yeah and, and it was an amazing venue for us to learn to play music and to share music with others and now you know there are other advantages with youtube and all that kind of stuff but you you can't get that camaraderie and that chemistry going with people through youtube it's, it's a little more difficult and i think i think that made us it really helped shape who we are as musicians was having to play every single night for 4 hours sometimes.
1: I always equate that in like, you know, in in mu- musician's brain. I always think of the Beatles going to Hamburg really? and playing like six sets a night or whatever the hell it was, just playing yeah, and crazy. Playing. and they and they came home a completely different band because I think being comfortable on stage, being comfortable talking to an audience, being comfortable just the whole once you get rid of what stage fright or whatever sort of uncomfortableness you have, then all of a sudden it's a whole other animal. And playing to like, you know, like five guys at one table who don't want to hear you play in Stettler, Alberta. You kind of have to build that up. So when the, the full Saturday night happens, then you're a whole other animal. And I, it's really cool to see that, that you came up in a very similar scene. And that Alberta and and that prairie scene kind of lived for a long time.
4: Oh, mid probably mid '90s, yeah. I think. And then I mean, yeah. I didn't move to Vancouver, Vancouver until the eight, uh, uh, 1980. Um or 79 actually, graduated in 78, 79, moved to Vancouver, moved to Calgary, moved to the island, moved to Calgary, moved back to Vancouver. That was all like in a year. Uh, uh, Joined a band called Steelback from the island. I was with them for a year and boom, uh, signed up with the Headpins. And it's hard to believe that 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 time period with the Headpins, we used to I think of it as a lifetime, but with Brian McLeod and myself in the band, Mm -hmm. it was four, four and a half years. That's it. That's all we got.
0: Yeah. Well, it's fascinating because
1: everybody here, I think, saw you do the headpins with not uh, Ab and not Brian. Like the first time I ever saw the headpins, that's right. It was other guys,
0: you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. In fact, fact, I think you were opening for Chilliwack, or was it? I saw them opening for Toronto. Toronto.
4: Toronto, okay,
0: yeah. yeah, and there was there was no Brian McLeod in the band at the time because no. I think he was touring with Chilliwack, Is that what happened? Open yeah. In the
4: studio, they were recording oh. with Chilliwack, Yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so
0: ha, let's talk about how you got hooked up with the Headbats because you were playing
4: a steelback gig and he was there or something or. Uh, well, once again, uh, we played so much, who knows where they might have uh, come across my path or, or whatever. I remember going to see them, and they were so loud in a club called Vancouver's Tonight or Spunky's El Morocco. It was one of the other names, and they were playing downstairs. It was so loud that I left going, wow, never go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, they all came out one night, introduced themselves to me, and and basically three weeks later, um, I was back in Vancouver. I'd been out on the road with with Steelback, yeah.
0: So they being uh, Bryant and Brian McLeod? And Bernie or, or just Brian
4: uh, or and, and Bernie, yeah, because we didn't really have a solid keyboard player back then, even though in that era, Darcy McDonald was our keyboard player and did uh, the European tour with us with White Snake. And, and he did a good two, maybe, not. I don't know, can't even remember, maybe if not all the years with us, uh, Darcy McDonald was a great part of the band as well back then, Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. You should you should lay that on us. So you toured with White Snake, Kiss, Aerosmith, ZZ Top. Like you toured with all those bands back then, right? <laughs>
4: Yeah, we did. We did a lot of the standards. Um, We didn't do a lot over in Europe, although it was the complete White Snake tour. Uh, Black and Blue joined us for one show at the Hammersmith Odeon. But those, I mean, dropping that name to me, that was huge. I I don't even think it exists anymore. I think they've shut it down now. But, um, uh, and watching Coverdale and John Lord was in the band. Cozy Powell was in the band. Uh, John Sykes, Neil uh, Neil Murray, uh, Sir Neil. He'd he been yeah. knighted already. Yeah. <laughs> so that that, that was probably cool. yeah, the highlight, the highlight of my career, uh, pretty much was doing. Darby, that
3: too. Uh remember when we had the pleasure in a couple of years ago playing together in um, in Grand Forks BC. Yeah. And I was playing with Gene Simmons. And it's funny because playing with Gene, he always when we talk Canadian bands, he always brings you up and mentions the yeah. headpins because you guys toured together. But yeah. we actually got to do that uh, while well, you came up and, and sang with us an honor but yep. uh, it's just great because gene it's you know it's always nice to to you know if you think at the time you were doing an opening band opening for kiss but you obviously left an impression on a lot of those bands too right
4: uh, well, I, with Gene, I did and I, I remember having the pleasure of working you guys at the uh, tailgate party for the Grey Cup last year um, I remember telling you the story in the dressing room and if you don't mind I'll tell it again because I, I love rubbing it <coughs> rubbing Gene yeah, um, uh, we, we were 4 or 5 shows into probably 9 shows I think in Canada with Gene and Ace wasn't in the band at the time it was uh, the first run for um, it I'm like so sorry Vinny uh, was.
1: they still have makeup yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah! Oh, yeah! yeah. We got—I got to see Kiss without makeup. I just remember oh. thinking of my my high school buddies all going, "Oh my God, you got to see Kiss!" <laughs> um, but so uh, four, five, six shows in, um, the lights went out. We got called. We were walking up on stage, and out of the darkness, voice from way up here says, "Hey," and I'm like. And I look up and it's Gene and I'm like, oh shit, uh, <laughs> hey, how you doing Gene? And he says, so, uh, what are you into? I, I wasn't quite sure what he meant, but, <laughs> I, <laughs> so the first thing that came to my mind was what band am I into? And the first band that popped in my head was Marshall, <laughs> Marshall Tucker.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I threw him, I'm, I swear I threw him the look on his face, he's just like what the hell and he just turned and walked away, right, and I'm like shit, shit, shit anyway, so, yeah. That's so and then funny. a few years later uh, a few years later I figured that I, I must have left an impression on, on him because uh, a band called, a Canadian band called Helix was on tour with them over in Europe and he pulled one of the boys aside and said, "Who's that? Uh, who's that chick singer? You know, loud, the 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 loud one." So uh, I was like, "Yeah, I left an impression." <laughs> That's so uh, cool.
3: You know, Darby, and the first time. So you know, we were talking about seeing you you live, um, you know, years ago. But I the I didn't get to see you in concert. But I remember and maybe everyone will uh, remember this too, but when roller skating was actually a thing and music videos um, were being played, they used to play the videos at the roller rink and I'll never forget, you know, we used to hang out and play pinball and we we were, you know, there wasn't much roller skating, it was more about hanging out as teenagers, but I remember seeing you on the screens because they would play the Don't It Make You Feel Like Dancing, you know, actual music video back then. That's the first place I actually saw you, and it was c- kind of cool because, remember, videos were new back then, and so that must have been, you know, uh, actually a big deal to, to make a video back then because you were part of the, when it was, when it mattered, like the early times when, you know, there was, there was videos being played on TV and stuff. Totally. Right.
4: The beginning of MTV and then yeah. Much Music and yeah. uh, actually that album we didn't even have a CD for that album we were we we were that old CDs oh, yeah. were only really? for the the elite few like Zeppelin.
1: I had uh, the vinyl, absolutely. I probably still yeah. have vinyl out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, but that point and that video does not have Ab or Brian again, does it? No. Yeah, there you go. So that's that early. It's such an interesting story because for people who don't know, to give some backstory, Ab and Brian were in a huge band called Chilliwack. And I I guess it was, was it Brian's baby to to make this kind of like ACDC rock and roll sounding record? Uh, He played drums. Brian played drums and guitar on the record, if I'm not mistaken. The first one. Uh,
4: No, on all of them.
1: Oh, okay. There you go. And keyboards. Yeah. So and Ab played bass.
4: Yes, yeah.
1: Okay, there you go. So then, and then he found, he just by the grace of God found Darby Mills and and, and having you come in and sing that stuff, I can't imagine like, you know, if it had been any other voice because your voice was so like, it's like Brian Johnson from ACDC, you know what I mean? Like there's like this real edge to it, but there's some real soul and you can, in reading your bio, I see all these R&B references to uh, Mm -hmm. different things that you'd played in. So you have all these R&B chops that kind of, Pop out now and again in a rock and roll way that make it really special. So kudos to you, yeah. sister.
0: Cool. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah.
0: So I, uh, how, yeah. How was it that um, that Brian was in Chilliwack and then thought that he had enough time to do another side project at exactly the same time? Like, what was 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 it always something he had in the back burner, or was Chilliwack just an accident, or like what happened?
4: Uh, no, headpins was an accident. Uh, oh. what had happened back in 70, 79, um, Chilliwack was signed to Mushroom Records. Yeah, this, this is my knowledge. Uh, of course, I don't know everything inside. I was like three when this happened, no, just kidding. So, um, uh, Shelley Siegel, the president of Mushroom Records, uh, was found deceased, and ev- everything everything came to an abrupt halt, kind of like COVID-19, it was like, wow. Wow. and um, yeah, so instead of losing his chops, uh, Brian put together uh, the headpins, which Matt Fournette from Loverboy was uh, the first drummer to play oh, wow. in the oh, clubs uh, with all him. Right. Wow. Yeah, and, and then Ab, and then uh, the first singer in the band was Denise McCann, who years later went on to marry Randy Backman.
0: Oh, oh no way. Wow, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. didn't know that.
4: Yeah, so, uh, but they they were up, up almost a year in when um, I was asked to, to join in, so I did. I left Steelback, uh, joined the Headpins, and then... Chilliwack went into the studio as we were playing at the clubs at night and uh, Brian sent off my voice to Solid Gold Records in Toronto and they said, let's sign it. So unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, uh, whosoever team you're on, uh, (laughs) because Brian and I were already signed to Chilliwack, they couldn't also be signed to the Headpins, so I was the, the lone Signed wow. artists for Turn It Loud, yeah. Wow.
0: So yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's really and it, interesting.
4: Yeah, the Lock Up Your Sons tour ended up doing so well, and we 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 did so well. We came to Vancouver, and Brian and Ab said, "No, we're playing tonight." And then they played uh, the Island Show and uh, came back home and quit Chilliwack and joined the head. Came back to the Headpins full time. So
1: crazy, yeah. yeah cause I, I saw you guys. On, I saw you guys again on the second album tour with Helix opening. Right. And then it was like a hockey arena, and a big H came down from the ceiling. You know, the lights and the whole thing, <laughs> and it was like, whoa, these guys are next level. And that was Brian <laughs> and Ab, obviously. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, the first time I had ever seen Helix too, and I remember going, "Who are these guys?" Because they were on fire back then too. Right,
4: exactly, uh-huh. exactly. There's a story about that H. Um, the our crew guys i believe our crew guys went and built that h so they took all the measurements we had a, a black scrim this long that covered all the lights and so it would lower i mean this was high tack back in those days oh, yeah. uh, uh, park hands hidden by a scrim yeah. that it would lower uh, lower down at the beginning and a chaser system would go around for the opening song which was breaking down and uh uh, one night it got stuck of course ha- that has to happen it, it yeah, wouldn't raise up yeah, um but they built it so big out of that 30 show i believe it was 30 shows for that tour they built the h so big we could only use it in three arenas sure so the fact uh, <laughs> I, uh, like, well, I, I,
1: I got to see one of the three shows then there you go. Exactly. That's in Saskatoon yeah. the old arena. That's not there anymore. Yeah,
4: that's right. Yeah, so who's got who's got the H now? <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know, and I've asked numerous times on social media if anybody has any pictures of it because I have one picture of oh, the really? H. That's it. Yeah, so wow. they're rare. Yeah. So, yeah,
2: reach reach out to the reach out to the Canadian pickers. See it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it'll show up on uh, antiques roadshow sometime right.
3: yeah exactly uh, yeah production asking questions Darren?
2: uh yeah i was just uh, you know the stories are great and of course uh we're getting hellos from all over the world um How do you like that? and you know which is amazing nice to see and a lot of people are touching on i guess the same thing there's a lot of younger uh kids that are not only into Took but are now you know, um, listening to to the uh, the older catalog, the and of derby. course, they're uh, they're all looking for somebody to share some great stories from back in the uh, what we all call the glory days of music and rock. So, <laughs> any I mean, I know I know it's a long career, and there's probably a ton of them. But are there any of your moments that stand out that you'd like to share? Uh,
4: um, probably all of them. Yeah, there's a ton of them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Probably 99% I can't share.
2: Um, (laughs) Those are the best those have
4: anything to do with Gene Simmons? Uh, Nope. Gene. No no stories. Yeah. No stories of Gene. Uh, uh, Europe. uh, Yeah. No. Yeah. um, Yeah. Did
3: you... where, Where were... Like, if you left Canada, Darby, where were the other places... That you got to play because you know it's always we all know as canadians we've toured so many times from vancouver island out to the i actually have yeah. a bootleg of you guys at the misty moon out on the east I, coast Wow, that was
4: such a great club well, well there were two right because there was a there was a tiny misty moon and then they moved to the bigger venue which was an awesome venue um uh, but as far as uh, we went we went down to the states. As a matter of fact, that's how we ended up with uh, White Snake over in Europe. We were right. we were on tour. We were supposed to do a whole tour of the United States with. Um, uh, a saga, and um, quiet, a quiet riot. Oh wow! Cool. And yeah, yeah. So we were really looking forward to it. We'd got all the way over to uh, somewhere around New York. We got on a tour bus, drove down to the Bible Belt. I can't remember exactly where we started, but we got to the third show, possibly the fourth. And, uh, it's five minutes to stage call. We were the opening act and, uh, a knock on the door and we're like, yeah, okay, it's time to go. And our road manager comes in and he's Joe Jackson was his name, not the Joe Jackson, but, uh, <laughs> slams the door. and he says, everybody pick up your stuff, put your bags away, grab whatever food you want and let's go. It's like, what? Oh, wow. Just grab your stuff get on the bus let's go so it's like what what so we're on the bus door opens it was a big enough venue that you all the tour buses were parked inside so it was going to be a fabulous tour we were so pumped um it got on the bus we pulled out and he's like okay so what happened is the boys in quiet riot had a had a fight and the band broke up the tour's off
2: Oh wow. no. Wow. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So it, it was like uh, 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 like what? Like Damn. this was it. We were going to break we were going to break through in the states cuz Turn It Loud didn't quite do it. So this was the second album I do believe. So this was going to be our shot. And um So instead, we hung out in Florida for a while. St. Jump had just come out from Van Halen. And I remember sitting in the bar looking at the video going, wow, this is (laughs) awesome. So uh, then we lucked out and picked up uh, a handful of shows on the West Coast uh, through California, San Diego, uh, and up to San Francisco and Portland um, with Eddie Money, which was... Fa- yeah fabulous yeah. as well and that's when we found out we had picked up the White Snake Tour over in Europe so bang we, we were over in Europe I was 23, 24 that's at the so time awesome. it was right uh, I really wish I could have done it later on in life when I had enough sense to slow right. down and, and and look at what we were doing but at the time it was just woo and, yeah, and go yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that's like, one were you fun. a
0: crazy Were you a crazy partier or what was, what was it like back then?
4: Not till about 10 years ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that where it ended or where it started?
4: (laughs) Um, You know what? I was, I, I was a little bit too scared to party back then. I, um, Uh, I, I had a job to deliver and it was expected of me. And, um, yeah, I would do the show, and if I didn't, if there wasn't a merch table, which there weren't back then, but uh, you would greet or do whatever you did, and uh, I was in bed, I, I had to, uh, you know, yeah, right. I well, I, I don't have... I don't have the skill of this guy right here who can sing and sing and sing and sing and sing and, sing and, and not have it. If I don't know how you do it. You blow me away. Seriously. I,
1: it's I honestly, like, we haven't done a long enough tour that I have to live like a monk. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we usually do like these one-off kind of things. But I know on an extended run, that's when, as a vocalist, it's suddenly like, uh, you know, Oh, I can't talk tonight, or you know, where, you know that yeah. whole thing, and it's and it's somewhat true because I I was just telling this story not that long ago how I just wanted to be in a band I would have played bass guitar or yeah. whatever I was just happy and as soon as then all of a sudden you became the singer and you're kind of okay and then you realized how much how much. You know the taking care of yourself, and you can't. You know, smoking, drinking, staying up all night, all that stuff became kind of like mm, no, not really. And yeah. I, I actually kind of admire you for that because it's it's got to have been so hard to be 23 or whatever and going like, oh, put my pajamas on, got to go to bed. Yeah. You know, It's like that's yeah. not how we're wired. But at, this, as but at human the same time, people. we touched yeah. on this a little bit
2: last week too, and I'm sure you can uh, you can agree that even back in the day when you're doing show after show after show. It was a little easier too because you didn't have a crowd full of people with a phone in your face when you get to watch back and see all of those things oh. know, the next day, right? So yeah, but, the, but
3: the other side, side of that,
2: though, we had people. Is you don't have pictures
4: of the face. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true. Right? Yeah.
1: But without the that's cameras true, in yeah. your face, there's no pictures
3: of the H. See, that would have been that's helpful, right? Man. Yeah, see, that's right.
4: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: You know what in- is the the uh, fact that so we've been wanting to do you know, uh, a headpin song from day one, putting two together. And until it got added to the, the regular set, I think I the thing I enjoy the most is watching the crowd and if they know the song and when we kick into it, everyone in the audience goes, wait a minute, Todd's not going to try to sing that song. Is <laughs> <laughs> not that song. How's he going to pull that That's off? It's a perfect freeze first- frame
2: for, yeah. for uh, Fitzy right there too. Your, your, your picture's <laughs> locked up with your coffee mug right in your face.
1: Oh, I see that. That's
3: oh. So you know what I mean? Like that's the definitive song to 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 uh, to dis- for people to go. Oh my God! Todd's actually going to sing a song from Darby,
2: and, and then
0: when he breaks into it, the big smiles that comes on everybody's faces right? out in yeah. the audience. The wow. yeah.
2: yeah, half half that, the people fantastic. can't wait to hear, it and half the people are waiting for him to uh, you know
1: fall flat on his yeah. face. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Pull out the vice <laughs> yeah. grips. Yeah. Well, it's kind of six six to one half dozen of another, no matter. It depends on the night. You know what I mean? Let's, but it, it's yeah. such a, like we say, it's just such a pleasure. To, I mean, I can I can distinctly remember seeing you guys in Saskatoon in some sort of fairground kind of outdoor gig opening for Toronto. And I have not heard Headpins yet. And and I distinctly remember walking out of there and saying, I'd never heard don't it make you feel like dancing or turn it turn it loud, the songs. Yeah. I'd never i never heard any of the music. But I remember walking out of there and going, man, those two songs were killer. And it says a lot about the fact that I think because there's like, dancing, you know, and then the guys are going, Don't it make you feel it was such a like a cool juxtaposition, the song itself, that I really walked away from that gig and just thought, those songs were amazing, and then bought the record the next day, as as you can imagine and uh i awesome. think that says a lot very rarely happens when i watch a band for the first time and can walk out going that turn it loud song was great and that don't it make you feel like dancing song was great you know know the titles know how the choruses go already so that's that's yeah. testament to your your uh performance ability too
4: awesome wait well, and um I don't know if you care to know, but how McLeod recorded, or Brian, yes, please um, uh, recorded the "Don't Make It Feel Like Dancing." He whispered it and doubled it a hundred times.
1: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
4: yeah. So just very quietly. Tell you could have told me, me, me that when I, when we went to record <laughs> 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 Yeah well, you know But, uh, yeah, he was He was a genius, you know, we butted heads a lot That's why I ended up not being in the band More than once But um, t- t- l- Do you care to talk about that? Uh y- <laughs> You know what? I, I understand it more now, the older I am, um, what actually happened, and, and I understand where I was coming from, and I understand where he was coming from. We did make amends and put the project back together in 89, and we went out and did a Canadian tour. Um, uh, and then we came home, and uh, there was an American deal on on the table, and uh, the, the contract was an inch and a half thick and I looked at it and and I you know hired a lawyer and went through and I had less personally I was less in control of my life with this new contract than I was when I was 21 when I signed the first one Hmm. and I just I was just like I can't I, I just it's not working for me and there was just no no getting around it and uh him being you know the star and the, and the genius that he was didn't see didn't see a measure of compromise. So right. we didn't. We didn't.
1: Well, it's cool know? that you had that kind of foresight. I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying to yourself, you know what, this isn't for me. You know, and, and just having the strength personally to say, yeah, I'm good. You know, that's that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah, good for you. I, I,
4: Since I was two, (laughs) since I I was two, uh, I've I've realized I've had a sense of uh, um, of purpose. And right. not that I've not that I've always been able to fo- follow that, but I think it's really important, and for kids. And I'm so I'm so lucky. I've had two healthy boys myself, and they've grown up to be uh, kind-hearted, hard-working men. That's and awesome. uh, yeah, and and I'm really proud of that. And I think that that it's so important to show to know who you are and and get a sense of that and uh, i had great parents uh, you know i'm really thankful i've had a wonderful career and uh, the only thing that i would have regret at my age had i not 5 years ago said this isn't working for me there the the compromises aren't aren't there so it's it's time to take the wheel quit bitching from the back seat and 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 do what's what's you. Do what you need to do. So that's where I am today, doing what I need to do. That's nice. That's
1: that's great. To be able to look back that clearly.
4: Oh, yeah, and that ties into
1: a couple
2: of questions we have here. And, I mean, I'm sure we can all agree not many people know many two-year-olds that already know what they want to do with their life. So that's uh, that's a great (laughs) But uh, a couple of the questions were, uh, and it's kind of a two-in-one, what were your early influences and... uh, what were your, what were you listening to growing up any any favorites that stand out?
4: you know I, I lived in uh, Vernon and County right until graduation and uh, we, we had AM radio. so Neil Diamond um, yeah. and Mary uh, I didn't get into music until uh, till grade mm, 10 perhaps I joined ah. the the boys in the band uh heart had come out so whatever year dreamboat annie came out that was a huge influence on me uh it was uh, i joined my first band in that time period and uh one rehearsal they came in and threw the pearl album at me and said you should listen to her i had no idea who janice joplin was Uh, I i threw it on and went that's what you see in my voice and they went yeah so i guess it was just an inherent a uh, growl that I had. Um, it wasn't intentional. Um, then graduated, moved off to Alberta, and in the year and a half I was there, I ended up joining a seven-piece. Um, I'm sorry for my ignorance, but black band from Harlem, New York. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what phrase to use anymore. Being politically That's so correct. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and what you
1: the hell were those guys doing in Edmonton?
4: I know, right? Um, I don't know, but they were there. They had a manager there and and uh, two vans. And we jumped in these two vans that were just <laughs> down the street. I, I did uh, two months, a month, maybe two months, uh, touring, doing Anita Ward. You can ring my bell. And Donna Summers, Bad Girl, with cool. disco steps. They were all wearing one-piece uh, metallic outfits with lightning bolts and uh, yes that's when I ran into
1: basically what I wear now. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, well, you know, whatever works for you, right? Hey, you
1: know, that's so when bad did though, that... because that kind of that kind of education, you know, to kinda of, that's what I was talking about, those R and B because I read about something about that not that long ago and I thought, wow, the chances of you running across some New York guys
4: that yeah. are
1: just up at Edmonton because, of course, they're probably there because there was a lot of work in Canada as we know at that time, especially on the prairies. They probably figured that out and went there and, and got to work. Yeah, crazy.
2: Yeah, probably. So, Darby, yeah. it's, it's great to hear everything from the past. Um, why don't you tell everybody listening what you're up to now? Understand, there still maybe we have yet to uh, have any cancellation, but uh, took and uh, Darby Mills projects were yeah moving forward hopefully and uh what's happening with with that uh with that new project
4: uh thank uh thanks for bringing that up yeah we had two possibly three shows scheduled for this summer that aren't going to happen which is really too bad i was looking forward to that but um yeah the new project uh we've Ah. i really mastered uh the don't uh the never look back album that came out uh when i went over and recorded at edil pie and uh-huh. uh yeah about i don't know it's been out for i think uh four years now or maybe more re-released that is and uh i listened to it about 10 years ago in in my car on, on a long drive and i went you know the, the songs on here are still relevant lyrically they uh, there's a song about uh uh mother nature and and earth and and there were just so many songs on there that didn't get an opportunity i thought back in 91 when it came out to sure. shine and uh, it was like this th- it was part of me uh we built a recording studio recorded in that studio wow. did that record so it was very near and dear to my heart my husband uh brian wadsworth and mm-hmm. um and the team of players that we had that came together to record that, I just I, I felt now's the time to give them a, a chance to pay homage to them again because it was such a rat race back in '91. Sure. Um So uh, remastered it and re put it back out. Put a band together around it, and it's it's doing great. We're we're doing shows with a band called Took.
0: <laughs> yes you
2: are and we Hopefully. and we have yeah. to uh we have to give a shout out here because sandra is watching and also just uh, commented here sandra is one of the coordinators for harbor Fest in kenora and she just wants everybody to know that it's technically not canceled yet so we still got our fingers yes. crossed so we'll see what happens
3: fingers crossed yeah okay, That's august. so august shows are still looking good yeah, I don't know about you guys,
1: but I'm starting to think that I'm just retired now. Like I just said I just said the other day, I think this is it. This is my life now. I just kinda hang uh-huh. out around the house, you know. Like I'm seventy-five years old now suddenly. Yeah, it's the weirdest
3: thing.
4: Could could you imagine? No. Could could you imagine if it's done? I can't see life continuing on. Not that I'm uh in agreement with going out and, and disregarding the safeguards that are in place. Sure. They really are to keep us safe. And yeah. the sooner, I think, my personal opinion anyway, the, the sooner we observe those and give this uh, virus and the doctors an opportunity to figure out what the hell is going on, uh, the, sooner w- the sooner we'll be back at it, right? Just, just yeah. my thoughts. But yep. it's like... I agree. And, and in telling my sons, wow. it's like, you you... Your generation, my generation, we've never had to go to war. We've, we've never got the letter in the mail saying you're drafted. And uh, it's really not, in my opinion, too much to ask for his generation and mine just to stay at home. Man, you got TV, you got your phone, you got everything, really. Um, so just let's, let's just be mankind for a little bit.
2: There you, know. you go. Our, uh, yes. Well set. Uh, Our loyal well set. listener and follower, Kalen from Hamilton, says uh, Darby Mills Project rocks. I saw them in Hamilton with Killer Dwarves. Ah. was an amazing oh, wow. show. Corey, you should have been there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, Killer, Killer got your shirt on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you say
0: dwarves so or Dar- dwarfs. Darren wears his yeah. shirt because he's trying to get us to cover a Killer Dwarves song. That's right. So right. Don't you think that would be a good idea? So, Darby, if
2: you were to pick one, what would it be? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, uh, killer Dwarfs <laughs> knowledge.
4: It, yeah. Killer Dwarfs knowledge. I don't know. I saw, uh, I when you're on tour, you don't always get an opportunity to go out and watch the other bands, oh, right? Yeah. Especially, spe- I have an hour pre show thing that I go through and so if we are after a band it's really hard for me to see check the band out and uh, sure. the way it, the way it ended up working out the Dwarves were, were opening the show and and so I didn't get a chance to I saw the same last two or three songs they're set every night but what yeah. a bunch of of crazy mofos those guys are it was and uh gracious and kind and good-natured and uh yeah it was it was really really a fun uh group of dates to go out and work with those guys
1: yeah Yeah, russ is russ is probably one of the all-time greatest front men in rock really i mean Uh, he's a complete animal hey darren what's your choice of killer dwarf songs
2: well i think we've been over this a number of times now no
1: <laughs> oh, that's its own podcast, isn't it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Two hours of killer dwarfs with Darren Stee. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna keep it short. They only had one song, right? Oh, come on! No, oh, they had. Have- you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> know you know, it, you know. My maybe choice maybe would down. be "Dirty Weapons." That would be. Oh right, that yeah. Right. I like yeah. That's "Spirit yeah. Alive."
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's hey,
2: that's but now that but to now you know that we've go. got people on watching, we'll see what comes up. And uh, if anybody else wants to drop sure. their uh, suggestions, Here we'll you highly go. consider it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Watching <laughs> two, I, watching Darby talking about <laughs> killer dwarfs. Yeah, it's quite a world of <laughs> so I
2: mean, Like you said, the music world brings everybody full circle, and that's and that's really exactly. what uh, you know, especially given the time and and the day and age we're living in, I mean, that's uh, what better way to to bring people together than to do stuff like this and to hear stories and and a lot of the the people that are on here probably weren't even born and you know never got to experience all of the things that we were talking about and that you were sharing with us. So yeah. um, no, I think that's a fantastic uh, you know way to introduce younger generation via bands like Tuke that are uh, not only re-recording the stuff but to get you know, to listen in and and hear the stories firsthand, so.
1: No, it's an absolute honor for us, Darby, honestly. It was an honor for us to be able to play with you, and then for you to be actually here with us now is like, if you would have told me this 20 years ago, get the hell out of here. First of all, I wouldn't have believed we could talk on a computer like this, so there's that, but, <laughs> yeah. But here we go. That's amazing. Thank you
4: so there much you for go. doing this. The exactly. All right. Awesome. Guys, just give me one second. I just wanted to do a shout a out to uh, Richard. And I-, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly. I'm sorry, Richard, but uh, Lanthier or Lanthier. Uh, he's a bass player for April Wine. And oh. um, yeah. And uh, Larry Gowan. um uh, have uh, so graciously jumped on a track That I'm working on right now With Gary Borden in oh. Toronto And we're we're trying to get the vocals all finished In this distance thing And I just wanted to thank them For uh, jumping on and helping us out And hopefully uh, we'll come up with a, a decent song For you in the next uh, Well, whenever the world gets back to normal But anyway, I'm going to hand it over uh, you're, We're out of space, I get it It's been such a pleasure, guys Right on, Love thank you so Darby. much Yeah, take care. And hopefully next year, hopefully next year we get get to do those shows.
2: Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Thank you, Darby. We're not uh, not ruling anything out yet.
4: You bet. Sure. Take care, guys.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye Bye. 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 Bye.